premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Well, hey folks, this is Joe Ruciello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study your King James Bible. And you know, folks, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you also find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. And we are once again coming to you live from the Asylum Studios here in the bowels of Southwest Texas, the beautiful city of Eagle Pass. Thank you for being with us tonight for our Thursday night Bible study. Now, for the last 12 weeks or so, we've been studying the book of Revelation on our Thursday night Bible study. And uh, we've really learned some amazing things. And uh, many of the things that we've learned run contrary to most of your mainline denominational teachings on the book. We've learned that the book of Revelation contains four accounts of the tribulation and that the book is divided into three sections. In chapters 1 to 3, you have the current church church age that's being pictured. In chapters 4 to 19, you have the rapture of the church and the tribulation period pictured. And then in chapters 20 to 22, you have the millennium, the new heavens, and the new earth. Now tonight, in chapter 12, we're again talking about events that take place in the last three and a half years of the tribulation and Israel's place during that period of time. Now, before we get into our Bible study tonight, I'm going to ask you to do just two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and when you get over there, look for the contact section, open up that little web form, and why don't you send us over a message. Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. And also, don't forget to send over those prayer requests. I really do look forward to getting them, and I look forward to praying over those requests uh, in my personal private time with the Lord, and then, of course, to bring them before the, the SOTS podcast family uh, for our prayer together. Now, if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, folks, also, while you're on the website, would you also please look for that support this podcast button? And when you find it, if you would, would you please consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set it up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, if you can't do a monthly recurring contribution, I know the economy's tight and it's a little hard for folks to commit to things. Um, you can also make a one-time contribution, and you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, which is on our homepage. Or you can also scan the Cash App QR code, which is also on our website. So why don't you pray about it, and if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts and live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, 
And if you'd like to become an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way, and I would be so very thankful for it. Now, of course, folks, as uh, we proceed into the opening of the show here, I always like to stop and pause here for a second just to say thank you to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, first of all, for saving me, for rescuing me from the, from the, uh, the eternity that I was facing in a burning, literal, fire-filled place of eternal darkness, ever-increasing darkness, ever-increasing place of separation from God, from his love, his light, and his glory, a place where there's weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth for eternity, a place called hell. I am so thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ called me 23 years ago, it'll be 23 years this coming July, that the Lord called me out of the world, saved me, and gave me a place positionally in him, in glory, right now. And that's something that kind of blows me away when I think about it, that even though physically here I'm on earth, the Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit, look on me as if I'm sitting up there in glory with them right now. That's positionally in Christ. And if you are a born-again Bible believe if you are a born-again Bible-believing Christian, that is where you are right now too. If you are saved, that is where you are right now too. So I would, I would ask you right now if you would just consider for a moment to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because as we've said before many, many times, your religion will not save you. Your church will not save you. Your sacraments will not save you. Your baptism will not save you. Taking the wafer will not save you. Praying to saints will not save you. Mary cannot save you. The Bible says there is one mediator between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus. Nobody else is mentioned. No saints, no Mary, nobody. It's just the Lord Jesus Christ. And all you need to do is put your full faith, trust, and confidence in his shed blood, his perfect shed blood. Acts chapter 20, verse 28 says that when Jesus Christ was on the cross, the blood that he shed for the sins of the world was the perfect, precious blood of God himself. And why is that? Because Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh, the Scripture tells us. So he shed God's perfect, precious blood for you, for your sins. And all you need to do is accept that perfect gift. That perfect gift. And it's a one-time thing. It's, all you have to, it's not repeating it over and over again. It's not... Uh, going through some ritual week after week, day after day, time after time. Once you put your full faith, trust, and confidence in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you've accepted that gift of salvation. You are saved for eternity. You are sealed unto the day of redemption, the Bible tells us. So, folks, what are you waiting for? You know, we've been studying through the book of Revelation now, like I said, for the last 12 weeks, and we've learned that once the church age closes... Once the church is raptured out, we leave the church age, we leave this dispensation of grace, and we go into a whole new dispensation where it's your faith and works. Faith and works. You get your imputed righteousness when you get saved, and uh, then, uh, then you have to get and earn your justification through your works in the tribulation. 
in this age right now, when you get saved, you get your imputed righteousness and your justification at the same time. Now is the best time to get saved. So I would ask you to do that now if you haven't done it already. All you have to do is just tell the Lord, God, I am a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm on my way to hell. But Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for me. You were buried. You rose again the third day. I accept the gift of salvation that you've, that you've poured out for me. And I ask you, God, to save me today. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. And if you are sincere from your heart and you truly believe what you just said, then I can tell you on the authority of the Scripture that you're saved. So why don't you do it? What are you waiting for? So again, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. I also want to thank him for giving me the opportunity to serve in this capacity that he has blessed me with this ministry. I am so thankful for that. And uh, it's really, it's, it's a tremendous blessing. It's a tremendous responsibility. And uh, I, I, I am truly, truly thankful that the Lord has used us as he has. We've seen a few folks get saved through this ministry, and it's been a real blessing. We've been able to send out Bibles to folks that have been asking for them. That's been a blessing as well. Uh, we've been able to send money out to, uh, to uh, missionaries as contributions on behalf of all of us at the Sword of the Spirit podcast family. It's, it's been a real blessing that the Lord has used us in the way he's used us, and I am I'm incredibly thankful for it. So, uh, again, I just want to thank the Lord for this opportunity. I also want to thank all of you who pray for us. Thank you for praying. Thank you for your prayers. And please continue to pray for this ministry. Please continue to pray for my family. And please continue to pray for me as we go forward here with the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you who already support us financially. God bless you for your financial support, and thank you for it. And uh, like I, I, I tell you several times already, uh, your financial support really does help us keep things going here. So thank you so very much for that. I also want to say thank you to all of our listeners, every single one of you who tune in faithfully to everything that we put out there. God bless you for it. Thank you so very much for your plays and your downloads. Uh, we are well over 10,000 plays and downloads now. And... Uh, our search algorithms, we're, we're high up in the search algorithms, and I'm, I appreciate that. And, uh, and that's important because, you know, we're trying to get the gospel out to as many people as we can possibly get it out to. And when folks are searching for a Bible study podcast like ours, well, we're up there, with, we're up there in the search results. And uh, so we're a little bit easier to find. So that's been a real blessing. And, uh, you know, also uh, because of the plays and the downloads that we've received, uh, you know, we hold number one spots on, on, on the Good Pods platform in five different categories, which is a tremendous blessing. And I, I, I'm so amazed by it and thankful for it uh, because, uh, much like I do, whenever I go into a podcasting app, I look to see, you know, who's trending. I look to see uh, what the charts say, uh, where people are placed and ranked. And uh, I'm more inclined to go to those and take a look at those. So, uh, and I know I'm not the only one, so, you know, uh, just, so again, thank you. It's, it's been a real blessing. Now, wherever you're listening, though, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. That way, you help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, folks, how about we get some announcements? 
right. So Thursday night Bible study, like ours right here tonight. We are underway, and tonight we are getting into Revelation chapter 12. Uh, it, uh, we meet every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check us out live on our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you can check us out on Spreaker. And if you do have an active Spreaker account and uh, you log yourself in, you can jump on into our chat group and you can say hello. You can ask us any questions. You can post uh, comments. You could uh, interact with one another. And uh, you can also send over your prayer requests. So uh, that's Thursday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Also, I just want to remind you for our Sermon Sunday broadcast uh, at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. And... Um, the same thing. You can find us on our website, on our player at uh, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, or you could log into Spreaker and check us out there as well. All right, folks, if you are in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m., and our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, you can always visit the church's Facebook page. All you need to do is just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass, and once you get there, you're going to find a lot of really helpful information. And, of course, you'll also find episodes of this podcast, of which, of course, we are thankful, excuse me, we are thankful to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to post the show on the church's Facebook page. And also, of course, to our pastor, John Monk, who's also my friend, and uh, for his support, his encouragement, and for allowing us to use the church's Facebook page as well. You know, folks, I don't have a Facebook page. I don't need a Facebook page. I don't want a Facebook page. So uh, I do appreciate the church, though, for allowing us to use theirs. Now, folks, uh, you know, we've been going through the book of Revelation. We've been talking about the, the tribulation, the great tribulation, Jacob's trouble. And uh, if you are one of those that are so dead set to, to fight your way through the tribulation period that you don't want to know anything about the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't want to get saved, uh, you, you, maybe you think that uh, you know, the, the, the gospel of grace is a bunch of bunk, I don't know what your circumstances are, but if you're, if you're intending on going through the tribulation, well, I want to recommend the Contra Radio Network to you. The Contra Radio Network is a single podcast that houses nearly a dozen talented podcasts and vidcast hosts and artists from around the country who release content daily. The Contra Radio Network podcast releases 15 to 20 shows a week depending on the current events, and there are no issues that are off limits to any of these patriots. You want a breakdown of current events? We got it. If you're planning on going through the tribulation, you're going to need to know about preparedness and self-sufficiency. Well, we got that too. You want, a, you want a guy driving around ranting like a lunatic? Well, strangely enough, we have that also. You want to hear about politics? You want to hear about Bible studies? You want sports, camping, firearms, and so much more? The Contra Radio Network has it all covered and covered in spades. You can find the Contra Radio Network on all of your major podcasting platforms, and you could also find them at www.crn.best. That's www.crn.best. All right, folks, also want to tell you about Chase Tobin. Chase is a, is a good brother in Christ. He's a, he's a 
good friend of mine, really appreciate him, his ministry, his encouragement. And uh, he has a fantastic podcast called The Three Pillars Podcast that focuses on personal growth, utilizing the three pillars of fitness, spiritual, mental, and physical. Uh, Chase drops a new episode uh, usually every Friday morning, uh, occasionally on a Saturday. So you can check him out. You can find him on uh, all of your major podcasting platforms, and you can also find him on, uh, on YouTube and Rumble. So don't forget to check him out, Three Pillars Podcast, Spiritual, Mental, and Physical Fitness. And folks, I also want to remind you not to forget to sign up for our programming announcements. You can do that by going over to our website, finding that, um, finding that subscription box. And when you do that, just sign up. It's an email list that we've been putting together with the, uh, the intention of sending out emails anytime we have any changes to our programming schedule. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything, and uh, we don't sell your information to anybody. It all stays here with us, and uh, we're not going to spam you. So you can do that. Head over to SortOfTheSpiritPodcast.com, find that subscription box, fill it out, get on the list, and stay in the know. All right. Uh, our sword swag section on our website is up and running, and uh, you can go over there and you can get one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mugs, which I'm holding here in my hot little hand, and that's a $25 contribution. And uh, today, our beverage of choice is just simply water, feeling a little dehydrated. So uh, let's, we got to do our slurp, right? Mm. Okay. Now, I know I said I'm going to stop doing that because it's probably not even funny anymore. And uh, I just got to get myself into the habit of doing it. I got used to it. So, uh, again, 25 bucks for the, co- for the coffee mug. And if you want one of these really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast T-shirts, you can get one of those for a $35 contribution. Just hit that info button on the Sword Swag page and send us over what exactly it is you're looking for. And then we'll send you the link to where you can make your contribution. All right, folks. Well, that'll do it for this portion of the opening of the show. And we're going to take our first break of the evening here. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! Hello and welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast. My name is Chase Tobin, a.k.a. Tobinator the Motivator, and I'm happy to have you here with me. This podcast is focused on a holistic approach to growth using the three pillars of fitness. Those are spiritual, mental, and physical fitness. Using these three pillars, we will build a foundation which we can all grow to be better uh, human beings on our walk with each other and our walk with the Lord. So without further ado, welcome to the Three Pillars Podcast.
Amen. Amen and amen. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Ruciello. And uh, you know, that song, Be Thou My Vision, uh, that was the uh, Steve Pettit evangelistic team. Uh, just one of my favorite hymns of all the hymns that I know. And um, man, I just, I have so many different versions of that hymn, but I think that one's probably my favorite. I love the uh, the arrangements of it. And the vocals, are, I think, are really spot on. And I think it really does does the hymn quite a bit of justice. So uh, I'm thankful for that. And I hope it's a blessing to you as well. Now, uh, after our announcements, we normally go through our prayer list. And uh, since it is uh, Bible study night, we don't really go through the list exhaustively. We kind of just summarize it. So uh, what we'll do here is we're going to read through. Uh, the uh, prayer request, and we'll make some comments on some updates and some new additions as we go forward with it. All right, so first and foremost, before we do anything, uh, as far as the prayer list goes, the most important prayer list that we, that we, uh, that we have here are for the folks that uh, aren't on a list for salvation. Because again, salvation is the single most important decision you will ever make in your entire life because it has eternal consequences. Uh, what you decide to do with the Lord Jesus Christ will determine whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. There's nothing in between, folks. There's no purgatory. There's nothing. It's either heaven or hell, one or the other. So, uh, again, your decision on what you do with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, will determine uh, which end of the spectrum you find yourself on when either the Lord returns and you have to go through the tribulation or should you should you die and uh, and meet thy God? So it's important, folks. The decision you make for salvation is important. Now, uh, on our prayer list for salvation, we pray for uh, we've been praying for my mom, Diane. We're praying for uh, David up in New York City. We're praying for all the unsaved members of the Baldino family. We're praying for Jasmine Martinez. We're praying for Manuel's mother. We're praying for Sharon, and we're praying for Adam's father. All right, uh, we're going to move on down into the uh, into our sick list here. All right, uh, tonight we are going to be praying, of course, for Pastor Martin uh, for his his health. We're praying for his heart condition, the uh, the eczema uh, that that he's uh, dealing with, and also his uh, his poor vision. We're also praying for Jasmine Martinez, and uh, as I reported to you uh, last week and on Sunday, she is uh, it's starting to look like she's going to be able to go home to her family. She's been in the hospital uh, in critical care uh, battling lupus, and uh, the good news is it looks like she'll be able to get home very, very soon. We're also praying for my mom, who is in rehab up in New York, and uh, it's looking like she'll be getting home soon, and we got some good news today about uh, about her uh, at-home care, and uh, so we're thankful to the Lord for that, that he intervened, and that, uh, and that he was able to, to, uh, to get her the care that she needs. We're also praying for my sister, Laura, who um, has a problem with her back, now her shoulder, and uh, also she's feeling under the weather. She's probably got a, sounds like she has a really bad cold, so we're going to pray for her too uh, in, in regards to that. We're also praying for Bernice, who's a member of our church, and uh, Bernice has been battling cancer for quite some time, and so we're going to continue to pray for Bernice, that the Lord would, uh, would intervene and bring healing. We're praying for uh, Bernice's mom, also Laura, who has uh, cancer as well. We're going to be praying the same for her. 
Uh, Janae has a heart condition that we've been praying for. Sharon Baldino, we're praying for her for cancer. Uh, Martin Mata, we're praying for lymphoma. Daniel Villarreal for leukemia. Uh, we're praying for Alex Ortiz uh, for a number of different problems that he's uh, experiencing right now with his breathing and problems with his brain. Uh, Diego Ortiz, his son, actually, who is recovering from surgery. We're also praying for uh, Hezekiah, who's back on our prayer list, for a fast recovery from the surgery that he's had recently. And uh, we're also praying for Juan in San Antonio, who is diagnosed with a very aggressive and advanced cancer. All right, and going on down our list here, uh, Hector has asked for prayer for his cousin's family in San Antonio. Their son was killed last night, and that's a terrible thing to hear. And, and of course, our prayers go for, uh, for Hector and for his family. We're also praying for Jude up in New York, my brother-in-law, for his business. We're praying for uh, a good brother in Christ and a good friend to me, Federico Salinas. And uh, we're praying that the Lord's going to continue to bless him and uh, bless his family. And, uh, and we're thankful for him, for his friendship, and uh, for his ministry. We're also praying for, for uh, another brother in Christ, Aldo. And we're praying for his business at Pro HVAC here in Eagle Pass. We're praying for Angel, for uh, her pregnancy as she's uh, getting close to delivery. We're praying for her husband, Alex, for uh, his uh, employment situation and his, for his current work. We're praying for Isabella as her, uh, in her walk with the Lord, and we're also praying, praying for Jessica in her walk with the Lord. And uh, we're also praying for Liz for a, uh, for a legal and financial matter uh, that she informed us of. All right, and then also we have the unspoken prayers of our heart. We have uh, on our unspoken prayer list tonight, we have Eduardo Rodriguez. We have Ronnie, Ed, Larissa, Hector with an unspoken, Manuel with an unspoken, Angela with an unspoken, and of course myself uh, still on the list with my unspoken prayer request. Now, all the unspoken prayer request is, is that you know perhaps you don't have the words to express the exact need, or something personal, too personal that you don't want uh, everyone to know about. But uh, the only one who really matters and can do anything about it is the Lord, and He knows exactly what those needs are. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the love, the mercy, the grace that you show us each and every day. Father, we thank you for the uh, opportunity to come before the throne of grace that you provided to us when the veil in the temple was rent in twain, when the Lord Jesus Christ shouted from the cross that it, it is finished. Father, we thank you that we have the access to the throne of grace, that we can lay our petitions down before you. And Father God, we know in our heart that you hear our prayers. And of course, Lord, that you answer those prayers according to your perfect will for us and for our lives. And Father God, tonight we lift up all of those that are on our salvation prayer list. Father God, we ask you, please, Lord, to just work in each one of them and draw them into yourself, Lord. See that they get saved, Father God and that they have their place in heaven. Help them, Lord, to avoid the, rap to avoid the tribulation, to take part in the rapture. Uh, Lord, to, to avoid a place called hell that was reserved for the devil and his angels. Lord, we pray that you would just uh, save them and give them their place and their mansion in glory when their time comes. And Father, we'll thank you for that. Father, we pray for all of those that are on our sick list today, Lord. 
each one of them that uh, that requires that special touch from you, Heavenly Father. We just pray that you would bring healing where it's needed, Lord, that you would uh, open up opportunities for folks to be able to get back home. Lord, we pray for uh, those that are battling cancer. Lord, we pray for those that are, are struggling uh, with, uh, with myriad health problems. Father, we pray that you would touch each one, that you would give each one that measure of grace that they need as they, uh, as they go through these, these trials and small tribulations that, uh, that we go through in our everyday life. Father, we also pray for those that uh, uh, on our general prayer, prayer list, um, Lord, we pray for those that have concerns for their business. Lord, we pray for, uh, for those that are, that are uh, looking for work or looking to improve their work situation. For those that are dealing with financial matters, Lord, we lift them up to you. And Lord, we pray that you would draw each and every one close to you, Lord, as they attempt to draw closer to you. Father, we also pray for those with those unspoken prayers of our hearts. Father God, we lift up each one of them to you. Father, we just ask you to bless each one. Lord, answer those prayers according to your perfect will for, the, for us in their lives. And Lord, we pray that you would receive all the honor and the glory that is due you. And we'll thank you for it. And Father, we pray today for the Bible study that we're about to get into. Lord, we ask you to bless the reading and the preaching and the teaching of your holy book. Father, we thank you that we have it. We thank you for all the blood that's been spilled throughout the centuries, Lord, to preserve this book. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you have blessed it as you have. And Lord, we ask you to, uh, to uh, speak to our hearts through it tonight. Lord, open up our minds and let us receive, thus saith the Lord. Father, we thank you so much again for all that you do for us. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, folks. Now, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please head on over to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and uh, use the contact form or email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and uh, let us know what those prayer requests are so we can get you on the list. Also, if you are logged into Spreaker and you want to drop your prayer request in the chat group, you can do that too. That would be fine. And we'll make sure that we get that added to the list as well. All right, so we're going to take our uh, second break of the night here, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible. Maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a refill. And then when we come back, we'll be getting into today's Bible study in Revelation chapter 12. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Help us spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll be back right after this. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Busy Believer, where we bring the Bible study to you when life has got you on the run. This podcast releases every single Wednesday with 20 to 30 minute episodes featuring clear cut, straight talk in the Word of God and actual takeaways from every session. You can expect me, your host, Monica Hansen, on every episode. And you can find this podcast on any podcast app on the planet, such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon, just to name a few. And if you'd like to subscribe to me, you could do so by going to linktree forward slash Warriors of God 70.
the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, 
Its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Amen. Welcome back to the Soar of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Russiello, and uh, I have been looking forward to getting back into the book of Revelation this week, and uh, we're going to get into uh, episode number 95, believe it or not, episode number 95 in just a minute. And uh, one of our listeners uh, messaged me during the break there and asked if I was okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. No problems, no concerns. Uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for asking, brother. And uh, if you don't mind, uh, just uh, pray for me as we're going through the lesson tonight. All right. Uh, if you have a Bible with you, would you uh, take it and open up to the book of Revelation, chapter number 12? Revelation, chapter number 12. All right. Let's see, and we'll start here in verse number one. Here we go, episode 95. We are underway. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth. Now you see, there's that word travail associated with birth. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pained to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. All right, now in Revelation chapter 12 and 13, we have all the primary characters of the book of Revelation presented to us. The woman... Satan, the child, the archangel, the Jewish remnant, the beast out of the sea, the beast out of the earth. They all come here in the next several verses. Now, the first thing that we need to do is identify the woman. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven. 
a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. All right, now, who's the woman? Let's take a look at some of the ideas that are out there. Some say it's the church, but obviously that can't be because the church didn't give birth to Christ, the child. And the church is not on the earth in the tribulation. It's in heaven. Now, the Roman Catholic Church says that's, it's the Virgin Mary. And they're, you know, they're just basically trying to run out the, the whole mother of God, queen of heaven, and all that kind of business. But that doesn't fly either, especially if you examine it carefully. And then there was a woman by the name of Mary Baker Eddy. She claimed that she is the woman and that uh, she said that. So she said she said she was the woman. Uh, she said the dragon is the mortal mind, the enemy to her key to the scriptures. That's what she said. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, <clears throat> the woman becomes clear in identity when you study it in light of Genesis chapter 37. So keep your finger here in, in Revelation chapter 12, and let's head on over to Genesis chapter 37. You know, there's nothing like a Bible, folks. Nothing like a Bible. Just comparing Scripture with Scripture, right? All right, Genesis chapter 37, verse 3. Now, Israel, well, who's Israel? Israel is Jacob, okay? Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And so, you know, you know the story. Uh, in verse 9, And he dreamed yet another dream, and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? And so on and so forth. Now, notice the sun the moon and the stars are all involved in that particular dream that Joseph has. All right? Now back to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Well, Joseph, Joseph was the 12th one, the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 tribes of Israel. And she, being with child, cried. So the woman's with child, and she travails in pain. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon. All right, now, the devil assumes many appearances. He assumes the appearance of an angel of light. He assumes an appearance of a leviathan in the book of Job. He assumes you know, a variety of appearances. He's a chameleon. All right, and one of his appearances in the tribulation is a red dragon. Now, we've seen many times, and we've said many times, that all plots ever written all come out of your King James Bible. And one of the greatest plots is the, the old medieval warrior knight going out to slay the dragon, you know, the, um, the Prince Valiant type, you know. And I, I think, actually, I think that's still in the comic strips, you know. But uh, that's interesting, isn't it? You know, in this high-tech age, you know, we're supposed to be beyond that, you know, far too sophisticated for all that. But what does this red dragon do? Well, with its tail, it drew a third part of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. 
And we touched on that when we were in Revelation chapter 6. Do you remember that? We talked about the stars and the possibilities of the stars and, and who the stars are. And we understood that a star isn't always a star like twinkle, twinkle, little star. A star is an angel, as in Revelation chapter 9 and, and many other times in your Bible. And so what we have here is the devil casting a lot of his, of his uh, fallen angels, you know, the ones that fell with him back in Isaiah chapter 14, and, uh, you know, he's casting them to the earth. Now, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, in the, in the days of Noah, the sons of God came in and unto the daughters of men and saw that they were fair, right? Do you remember that story over in Genesis chapter 6? All right, so here you have a repeat performance. The, the same identical thing is going on here. And what's he doing? Well, he took a third part of the stars from heaven and he cast them to the earth. Well, what for? And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. All right, now, this, you know, this is strange language, admittedly. It's strange language because the child has been born. So the Lord is speaking in almost, you know, some kind of like a, a strange, you know, parable here, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's a parable. It's, it's just a little tough to get a handle on it. You know, we nearly always refer to the man-child as the Lord Jesus Christ for several reasons. Uh, he said to rule the nations with a rod of iron, all right? The woman is Israel, and she brings him forth. The child is caught up as Christ was in Acts chapter 1. Okay, now, all that is true. But there's still an unexplained aspect to these verses that kind of remain shrouded in mystery. And uh, although we can teach this inspirationally, that this man-child is Jesus Christ, there is an indication here that, that someone else may be sent to deliver Israel during the tribulation. Or it might be a reference to an Israelitish remnant. I, I don't know exactly what it means. But let's consider this. When you read the Gospels, you find out that many Jews expected the return of Moses and Elijah. Okay, bingo. They showed up, the two witnesses. We talked about them last week. But many thought that Jesus Christ was the second coming of Jeremiah. All right, now look, look over in Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. Now, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 14, or actually, you know what, back up to verse 13. Uh, Matthew 16 and verse 13. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Okay, well, what's that all about? <clears throat> There's no doubt about, you know, the time of Jeremiah's prophecy that, uh, that Jeremiah, you know, he, he was during the time of the king of Babylon. And uh, he prophesied to Israel that they were about to be thrown out of the land. 
just like the Antichrist will throw Israel out of the land here in chapter 12. So he prophesied concerning the destruction of Jerusalem, as it will be destroyed during the tribulation. And then he disappears down in Egypt to pronounce the, fi- the, the final prophecies of the second advent, you know, the day of the Lord. Now, all of that you get in Jeremiah 50, 51, and 52. All right, now what I'm telling you is that I don't know the answer to the thing. <laughs> I don't. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It, it's, it's one of those deep things that I'm not sure God's really going to give us. You know, up front, it's clear that the woman is Israel. It's clear that the red dragon is the devil. And it's clear that the man-child is the Lord. You know, that's all, that's all crystal clear. But it's, it's one of those strange passages of Scripture that, uh, that may have a double application that's hard to see. You know, there, there are some of those in there. So if God sends another deliverer t- to Israel in the tribulation, you know, th- this may be something that shows up. But be that as it may, as a result of the man-child, the devil is attempting to destroy Israel. Now, historically, that thing plays out as true. The devil has always been trying to destroy Israel. Now, when you understand the kingdom program, you really begin to get the picture. If you were to read your Bible, seriously, if you were to read your Bible from the pinpoint of politics, you know, kingdoms, who's running who, here's what you come up with. God put Adam in the garden, and he makes him king, did he not? He didn't call him a king. But he's a king, because God told him, have thou dominion. So isn't that a king? You know, if you've got dominion over your house, then you're the king of your house. All right? Now, immediately, an adversary, a contestant, a usurper shows up who wants to wrench the kingdom from Adam. And that's Lucifer, the great red dragon, the old serpent. And he's ultimately successful. He usurps Adam, and by default... He gets the kingdom back. Then time goes on, and the Lord, the Lord installs a new king. This time the king is Noah. And he says the same thing to King Noah after the ark sets down on Ararat after the flood. He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the face of the earth, have dominion over it. So he makes Noah a king. Again, the old devil shows up, and what does Noah do? Well, he plants a vineyard, then he gets drunk, and he blows it, right? So once again, the devil gets the crown by default. All right, then the next time, what the Lord does, he says, I'm going to get a new king. But this time, I'm going to work the thing a little different. I'm going to make an unconditional covenant with the king. The covenant with Adam was conditional. The covenant with Noah was conditional. He makes an unconditional covenant with Abraham. But this time, he doesn't center all the attention on the man, but on the man's seed. And he says, in that unconditional covenant, I will bless thy seed and make it as the stars of heaven, as the sand of the sea. So now, the attack is no longer centered on a man. It's centered on the seed. Now, for 6,000 years, the attack has been leveled on the Jew, the seed. Think about it. Why does every Arab in the world hate the Jew? 
when they occupy a tiny piece of land compared to all the Arabs occupy. I mean, in Saudi Arabia alone, you can put 25 Israels in it. And Syria, Egypt, you know what I mean? Why are they so determined to drive them into the ocean? Why was Hitler so determined to eradicate them? Why was Ferdinand and Isabella so determined to drive them out of their country? Because the satanic attack is on the seed. Now, that's the, that's the thing you always have to remember. It's on the seed. Now, what that thing does, it, it, it's you know, sometimes been subtle in history and, and, and sometimes you know, very overt in other ways in history. You know, sometimes it's very open. But it reaches the ultimate climax in the tribulation in Revelation chapter 12. The devil unleashes all of his animosity, all of his hatred, all of his forces against the woman, the seed, in Revelation chapter 12. So what's the result? Look at verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand, two score, I'm sorry, a thousand, two hundred, and three score days. All right, now, so Israel, in the tribulation, ends up fleeing into the wilderness. All right, now with that in mind, keep your finger here in Revelation chapter 12 and turn over to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. And verse 15. Matthew is the first book of your New Testament. Matthew 24, verse 15. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no, nor sh ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should, be, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. All right, the thing is clear. They're going to have to flee into the wilderness. All right, now again, verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God. All right, now, what's God going to do in the wilderness? He's going to provide for her. And he's going to provide for her miraculously. Do you remember when Jesus was tempted of the devil uh, to turn the stones into bread? Do you remember that? Well, what's wrong with Jesus turning a few stones to bread? He was hungry. He fasted for 40 days. Do you know what the devil tempted him to do? He tempted him to do the right thing at the wrong time. Right thing at the wrong time. All right? That's a tribulation passage. That's what God is going to do in the tribulation, turning stones into bread. All right? Let's look at the next part of the verse. That they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. All right, so the next question is, 
who's the they? Who's the they that are feeding Israel in the wilderness? Is it the Gentiles? Well, the Gentiles are trotting Jerusalem underfoot. I mean, it might be some Gentiles. Okay, uh, go to Matthew 25. Matthew 25. You know, the next time you sit down and read Matthew 24 and 25 continually, put this thought in your brain. Everything I'm reading about is the tribulation. Everything I'm reading is about the tribulation. All right, Matthew 24 and 25. And when you think like that and you put that into context, it'll make a whole lot more sense to you. All right, now you remember in Matthew 24, it's all tribulation stuff, wars and rumors of wars and all that stuff. And we just read it a few minutes ago. In uh, Matthew 25, you have the 10 virgins and so on and so forth. And then we see here in verse 31 of Matthew 25, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. When he comes, when he comes, second advent, comes in his glory, the Mount of Transfiguration. Picture this. Comes in his glory. Okay? Now let's go on. And before him shall be gathered all nations. That's the judgment of the nations. All right? And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. All right, now, what kingdom are they inheriting? Is that a promise to go to heaven? No. They're inheriting the millennial kingdom. They're walking into that kingdom, the millennial kingdom. All right, verse 35. For when I was in hungered, and you gave me meat, I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, ver verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Okay, who's the brethren? Who's the brethren? Romans chapter 9. The brethren is Israel. The brethren is Israel. That's who the brethren is. Then shall he say un also unto them on the left, Depart from me, ye cursed, into an everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels, and so on and so forth. And it goes right on down through there. This is called the judgment of the nations. And that judgment is not an individual judgment. It's a national judgment. And that's predicated on how the nations treated Israel during the last half of the tribulation. Did you take care of them? All right, so that must be the they of Revelation 12. So if you're planning on missing the rapture, you know, it turns out that you're one of those seeds that fell on stony ground and the root withered and died. 
and it turns out that yours lost as a goose flying north for the winter, and the horn blows and you miss it, there are some things that I recommend you do. Well, number one, I recommend that you don't take the mark, the mark of the beast. And number two, I recommend that you go wherever you have to go to get to a nation that's friendly to Israel. I'd recommend that to you. I'd recommend that to you. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break of the night here. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends, your family, and your followers. Don't forget, also, log into Spreaker if you can and jump on into the chat group. Say hello. Let us know you're there. Drop in any questions, comments, cares, concerns, or prayer requests that you might have. And uh, we'll be back right after this. Don't you go away. So many souls have tested him throughout the course of time. So many still reach out to him with broken hearts and minds. And every one of them will say without exception that they find that Jesus never fails. Even in the days of old, he brought his people through. And then he came to show his love and died for me and you. And he rose again to prove that every story had been true, that Jesus Satan, you cannot prevail because Jesus never fails. Sometimes this world brings trouble I find so hard to bear. I know I could not make it without Jesus being there. It's so encouraging to know, however deeper in despair, that Jesus never fails. So what can I do to prove to you? Tell me, how can you deny? No untold facts, no mysteries, it's all so cut and dry. And on the witness stand of your first to testify that Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. You might as well get thee behind me, Satan, you cannot prevail. Because Jesus never fails. 
Satan, you cannot prevail because Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Repent ye therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. And welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. This is Joe Rusiello, and we have been going through the book of Revelation tonight in chapter 12. And uh, we finished off in verse 6, and we're going to pick it up here in verse 7. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. All right, now, Michael, Michael is one of the three great angels mentioned in the scriptures. You have three great angels mentioned. You have Michael, Lucifer, and Gabriel. And, of course, the angel of the Lord, uh, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, but technically he's, you know, technically he's not an angel, but, you know, you understand. Michael seems to be the champion of God's holiness and has a special relationship with Israel. He's mentioned five times in your Bible, and uh, each time it's in relationship to Israel, every single time. So Michael leads the heavenly host to battle against Satan. And uh, this war takes place at the end of the first half of the tribulation when Satan is cast out of heaven. So now the idea of the thing is this. Right now Satan has at least um, limited access to heaven. So he can go up there, and he does. You know, the book of Job illustrates that better than any book of the Bible, actually. Um, and uh, he's called the accuser of the brethren. So he goes up there, and he accuses you. And you know something? He doesn't even have to lie about you. He just tells the truth. Now, fortunately for you, you have an advocate. Amen? You have an advocate. And uh, so that's a, that's, that's a great blessing and relief to know that you have an advocate. You know, the time is coming when he's going to be cast out of heaven, and Michael's going to be told to clear the court, and Satan and his host will be cast out. All right, verse 8. And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. Now, the Lord runs out all those names in one verse, so you can't mistake it. You absolutely cannot miss it. 
So, you know, as you read through the book of Revelation, who the great dragon is, who the old serpent is, who the devil is, who Satan is, it's all one and the same. You, you cannot miss it, which deceiveth the whole world. He deceives the whole world. Now, the Bible says that he's wiser than Daniel. He's more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. You know what's wrong with the, with the world today? The devil's got them deceived. All right, now, if you're in Christ, if you're in Christ, you're not of the world. And if you're not deceived, it's by virtue of the fact that the Holy Spirit has illuminated your heart and illuminated your mind. But the world, the world is deceived. I mean, it's no wonder they do the insane things that they do. Amen? It's no wonder that there's so much insanity out there. I mean, every day, every day, it seems like, you know, we listen to some total insanity on the news. Just something that totally blows your mind. And you just sit there and say, man, I have never heard of anything so ridiculous. And you just shake your head. And you say, you know, what is going on? The devil has deceived the whole world. You know, there was, an old, there was an old-time preacher named Lester Roloff, and he said, America is an insane asylum run by the inmates. And that's right. That's about the size of it. Amen? I mean, you hear the most insane and crazy, crazy things today. Why? The devil has deceived the whole world. All right, verse 9. Which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So when he hits the world with a bounce, he's going to unleash everything he's got. Everything he's got. I mean, no holds barred at this point of the tribulation. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. All right, so this is the primary function of the devil in this day and age in which we live. He's the accuser of the brethren. All right, verse 11. I mean, that's why you feel so beat down a lot of times, you know, in your Christian life, because there's constantly somebody accusing you. There's constantly, even though you can't see it, it's an invisible thing that's going on in dimensions beyond your visible intelligence. But there's someone constantly pointing a finger at you saying, look at that, look at that, look at that. It'll wear you down. It'll beat you down. You know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your wrestling match is against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. All right, verse 11, and they came and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. All right, so how do you overcome the devil? Well, here's how this crowd does it. You do it the same way. They overcame him by three things, the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. All right, the best way to go the devil and irritate the great red dragon is, number one, plead the blood. You plead the blood. You know, that's why we keep singing songs about the blood. There's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath the flood lose all their guilty stains. 
You know, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen? There's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. You know, that kind of stuff right there, the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. Now, you know, folks get to thinking they have to be some kind of theological guru to make an impact for God. You know, all you need to have is a testimony. Now, if you've been saved, you've got a testimony. You've got a testimony. All right? And they love their lives not unto the death. They love the Lord more. All right? Verse 12. Therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell on them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. And we kind of looked at a phrase similar to that the last time, so we're not going to spend any time on it. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The thing is self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory. It's clear. The devil's madder than hell, no pun intended, at this point, because he knows he has a short time. He knows it. and He understands that. He knows what the scripture says. So he's coming down. He got cast out of the throne room. And man, when he gets, he's going to unleash his wrath. Verse 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. So he's after Israel. Worse than Hitler was. Worse than anyone's ever been after them. Worse. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for a time, and times, and half a time. That's three and a half years from the face of the serpent. Now, we can speculate all we want about the two wings of a great eagle, and what they are, and who they are. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think, but, you know, I don't know. Someone said, you know, that the national emblem of the United States is an eagle. Well, at this point, I think it should be a turkey. But, yeah, it's true. It's an eagle. Yeah. Now, whether America will have any part in maybe airlifting Israel, you know, I don't know. I can't even guess, really. I just don't know. But it's a possibility. All right, folks say it's a, is, is it a literal eagle? It could be. I mean think about it. The Lord sent a literal whale to swallow Jonah. You know, but on the other side of the coin, you know, it might be, it says to the woman, we're given two wings of a great eagle. Notice it doesn't say a great eagle. It says two wings of a great eagle. So, you know, the Lord's telling us something, but You know, we just can't figure out what he's telling us. We're not sure what he's telling us, but one thing is clear. He's making a way of escape possible for the remnant. That's pretty clear, which turns out to be about a third of Israel, and you find that out in Zechariah. Okay, verse 15. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. All right, so he tries to destroy Israel with a flood in, in, in this place in the wilderness where she hides. 
And, uh, you know, she's off in the, in the ancient land of Edom around Petra in, in the present land of Jordan, I believe. I, yeah, I think that's where it is. And the devil conjures up this great flood. Daniel chapter 9 refers to the same thing. Now, she's saved from a flood, just like Noah was saved from a flood. And Noah is a type of a tribulation saint. Noah is in an ark. God provides some kind of protection, you know, an ark for the remnant from the flood. And the earth helped the woman, verse 16, and the earth opened her mouth while she was travailing, no doubt, and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now, you see, it's a two-part salvation. Two-part salvation. That's what I tell you at every opening of the show. It's a two-part salvation. Tribulation saints. They keep the commandments, works, and have a testimony. Imputed righteousness by believing, justification by works. The thing is alluded to over and over and over again. Aren't you glad you're saved? Aren't you glad you received your imputed righteousness and justification at the same time? That only happens in this age in which you and I live. All right, folks, that will close out Revelation chapter 12 and episode 95 of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Folks, I hope that uh, this study tonight was a real blessing to you. It was a blessing to me, and I'm really thankful that, uh, that you guys took your time out of your day to spend it with us here at the Sword of the Spirit podcast for our Thursday night Bible study. So, folks, I just want to one more time say thank you so much for being with us. If you would, head over to swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Look for that Support This Podcast button. And if you could help us out with a monthly contribution, that would be great, or a one-time contribution would be just as good. And also, don't forget to head to the uh, contact section and send us over a message. And folks, Lord willing, we'll see you on Sunday. Until then, win the loss, no matter the cost. God bless you. Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.